Okay, thank you so much. You can turn with me to 2 Timothy chapter 2. And I want to begin with a word of prayer. Our Lord, we ask for you to come, to come meet with us now, to come move our hearts in the direction that your word that you've given to us is, is meant to drive them, that you would give us hearts that are submitted to you, that you would give us eyes that are ready to see the wonderful things that you have to show us now. Please enable your servant to make this simple truth clear and let your word produce much fruit in our hearts now. Through Jesus, we ask it. Amen. Ready for God to use. That's how I title this uh, part of 2 Timothy chapter 2. Ready for God to use. Does that describe us? Right now at this moment, are we ready for God to use us in this hour? Have we been waiting on him, ready for him to use us this week? And whatever assignments he's been giving us, or what about the revival that we're praying for in our own families, in our churches, in our communities? Are we ready when God sends that to be used of him? Well, what can we do to be better prepared for God to use us? This passage is one that gives us instructions, as Paul gave instructions to Timothy how he could be useful to the Lord. And it speaks of this idea most clearly in verse 20 and 21 of 2 Timothy 2, where Paul gives an illustration of a house. He says, but in a great house, there are not only vessels of gold and silver, but also of wood and clay, some for honor and some for dishonor. Therefore, if anyone cleanses himself from the latter, he will be a vessel for honor, sanctified and useful for the master, prepared for every good work. This is the word of the Lord for us. Useful servants. There's five things I want to share uh, that can give us description of those that God chooses to use. And the first I, I didn't read, but it was back in verse 15. A useful servant in verse 15 is someone who is diligent to present himself approved to God. Useful servants present themselves to God. Here's the idea of consecration. And uh, Jesus taught us that this was crucial for us to, to do every single day. Luke 9, Jesus said, if anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. The daily self-denial and consecration is so crucial to being ready for God to use us. Um, and even our Lord showed us this pattern in John 17. He, he said, I, I sanctify myself. I consecrate myself. Uh, and here, this is where I confess myself. This is one of the first ways I, I um, find myself not being useful to the Lord when I've failed to take time to consecrate myself to God, uh, giving myself to him, even in a, in a brief moment um, at the beginning of the day, giving myself as, as the servant of God 
to, to the Lord, ready for him. Well, and then we see, secondly, a useful servant is uh, purging out the influence of false teachers and their wayward conduct. And that's what we just read in, in verses 20 and 21. This illustration of, of vessels in a house is in the context of um, two false teachers, Hymenaeus and Philetus, that had come into the church in uh, Timothy's church or churches. And, and here they are polluting the people. And Paul is urging Timothy to, to purge them out in their influence, especially their, their conduct, not follow their wayward conduct. And uh, the whole, this whole passage, chapter two, is just peppered with lots of commands to not be like them, uh, describing what they're like. And verse 14, Paul tells Timothy not to quarrel about words, which will only ruin the hearers of the debate. He says, but you, you should rightly handle the word of truth. Verse 24, in a similar way, he says, don't be argumentative, but instead be kind to everyone correcting others with gentleness. In verse 16, he says, avoid irreverent babble because it only leads to more ungodliness. And verse 23, refuse to engage in foolish and ignorant controversies and speculations that these false teachers like to bring up. They have lively discussions, but they don't end up anywhere profitable. And uh, I think very relevant to this whole discussion is is verse three and four where paul reminds timothy he says you are a soldier of jesus christ and no soldier entangles himself in civilian affairs of this life because his aim is to please the one who enlisted him don't get entangled in all these things and uh, we have to be careful lest we get entangled in in controversies that can absorb our attention and can distract our hearts from what the Lord has for us. What has he called us to? What is, what is it that he has for us to apply ourselves in his kingdom work? That is what should have our attention. And Thomas Brooks warned about this. He said, ah, how well might it have been with many a man had he but spent one quarter of that time in closet prayer that he has spent in curious inquiries after things that have not been fundamental to his happiness. How much time can it take to uh, engage in and many things that end up at the end of the time we realize wasn't that profitable when maybe we don't have that much time to be useful to God and the things he calls us to. I have definitely fallen in that, in that regard many times. May the Lord help us to be useful by not following the ways of these false teachers who did not focus on the truth of God's word, but on speculations. Thirdly, a useful servant keeps fleeing from youthful passions. Look at verse 22. After he talks about this, these vessels in this house, which uh, are used are, are useful to the master, these, these uh, vessels that are dedicated for, for honorable use, like China would be, rather than a mop bucket. He says, therefore, and in verse 22, flee also youthful lusts. 
in order to be useful, we, we must be clean. And cleanliness in our Christian life it involves a lot of resisting temptation. And here, the specific uh, category he gives is youthful lusts. Um, if Timothy, Timothy was around 40 years old, these things can still apply, even if they're youthful, uh, meaning uh, things like, like sexual pleasure outside of the covenant of marriage, things like pride or the praise of man. These are things that are, that are very uh, easy for youth to get entangled in. And here he warns Timothy, flee these things. If you're going to be a useful servant, you can't dally with temptations like these. You've got to flee. Like Joseph, you have to leave the shirt in the hand of the tempter and run out of the house. And it is always needful for us to be reminded of the seriousness of these temptations and how we ought to take them seriously if we're going to be useful servants as Joseph was. But instead of, of those giving in to those lusts, verse 22 continues, but pursue righteousness, faith, love, peace with those who call on the Lord out of a pure heart. Useful servants keep pursuing righteousness, faith, love, and peace. The useful servant, he knows the blessedness of hungering and thirsting after righteousness. He just has to have more of righteousness. He says no to sin because he's hungry for something different. He wants the righteousness. He seeks first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And he also is pursuing this deeper faith. He wants to know God better. And he wants to have a greater confidence in God, in God's faithfulness, that God, he's not going to change. He's going to keep his word. His truth is truth, and there's no reason to doubt it. And he wants to keep growing in that faith. And he wants to keep growing in his love. He keeps going back to drinking of the source of love, God himself, and meditating upon the love that God has shown us in Christ and sending his only son to be the propitiation for our sins. And this is love, not that we love God, but that he loved us like that. And he keeps going back to that and letting his heart be renewed in love for God and then overflowing in this abounding love for others. And then he keeps pursuing peace because he, he wants to see the body of Christ united together and he wants to maintain that unity of the spirit and the bond of peace. And the Holy Spirit within him urges him in these directions. He's pursuing these things. This is a description of a, a useful servant. And last of all, directly relating to what we're doing here, that phrase in verse 22 says that he does this with or alongside all those who call on the Lord out of a pure heart. He's not just doing this by himself, he realizes his, his growth in the Lord is not this own personal journey only. He, he needs the people of God. He needs to come with those who pray and those who pray out of a pure heart and pray together with God's people. Here is united prayer right here. An essential part of our being useful to God is our coming together and praying with one another and praying out of a pure heart. 
in Second Chronicles 16, the wonderful revelation of, of God's, how God works is, is, uh, is quite a challenge to us. The, the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong in behalf of them whose heart is perfect toward him. The word perfect means whole, complete, undivided. That is the one that God wants to use. He's, he's running to his eyes, go back and forth, and then, yes, there is my useful servant. There is my, my Ananias. I'll send him to Paul. There's my Mary. I want to use her and send, send the Son of God through, through her into her womb. God does that. He goes and he chooses those whom are useful to him. But I want to end in Philippians chapter 2, verse 12 and 13, because this is not all up to us. We are to work out our own salvation with fear and trembling, for it is God who works in you both to will and to work for his good pleasure. Praise the Lord that God is working to all of these things. He is the one who's shaping us and making us useful, and he's committed to that, Philippians 1 to complete the work that he's begun. He's committed to making us useful. Ephesians, is it Ephesians 2? Yeah, yeah. we're saved by grace through faith so that we could be workmanship, that he, he works together for good works. He's, he's making us into people that are ready for good works. And so God is committed to this whole process of making us useful servants as well. And so may the Lord encourage us with these things and help us to be faithful until the day he comes and we will give an account for what we did with the gifts that he entrusted with each of us. Amen.